morning, everybody. Great to see you. Um, if you has everybody muted now, if you're not muted, maybe just hit your mute button just so we're not getting any echoes around the place. Um, oh, it's good to be together, isn't it? We just had a great little breakout room. It was so encouraging. Anyway, we'll tell you about that another day. Um, we are in the book of Acts. And um, Callum was talking to us last week about Acts 13, the first part of Acts 13, when Paul and Barnabas were sent out from Antioch um, in the power of the Spirit. And we're going to carry on from that point in the second half of Acts 13 this week. It's, it's a long old passage. So I, I guess this applies to all of the um, all of the messages on Acts, actually. You have to kind of go away and read these chapters on your own in between because there's no way we've got time to read all the all the bits in between so have, have a read of acts 13 during the week but i'm going to read from verse 38 so paul and barnabas have gone off they've gone to cyprus they've been preaching the word of god um this is uh, what's known as paul's first missionary journey um and now they have arrived in the other antioch the one in pisidia um, they've gathered all the, oh, oh no, they've, they went to the synagogue, that's where they went, and they started talking to the Jews there, um, they've gathered crowds and just talked about Jesus and God's fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies in the person of Jesus, um, how salvation has come in Jesus, um, and I'm just going to pick it up at Acts 13 verse 38, this is at the end of, um, of their talk that day in the synagogue. Therefore, Paul says, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would never believe, even if someone told you. And as Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. Um, and there's a uh, bit of an uprising that stirs up a bit of opposition and then jumping to verse 48 all who were appointed for eternal life believed and the word of the Lord spread through the whole region and then jumping to verse 52 at the end of the chapter and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit so um loads going on there as ever in Acts but I want to home in on one particular verse as I was preparing this week. I just felt God highlight to me this one verse and just say, I want you to talk about this. Um, and that is verse 43, where Paul and Barnabas, with this great crowd of the Jews and God fearing converts to Judaism, Paul and Barnabas urged them to continue in the grace of God. And I just felt God say to me this week, I just want you to urge people to continue in the grace of God. I just think this is such a key message for us um, in our day and actually at every stage of our Christian lives. You know, I think that 
Uh, we're all aware, aren't we, when we first get saved, when we first start to follow Jesus, we know that our salvation is totally dependent on him. We know that it's only because of his grace. We know that we are sinners, that we're dead in our sins. We come to that realisation. We know that it's only the undeserved mercy and kindness of God, which means that we can be saved, that we can have life with him forever. Um, we know that we're dependent on the grace of God in that way. But, you know, I think the temptation is as we go on in life and circumstances happen and we've been a Christian for maybe for a while, uh, is that we veer off this path of the grace of God. I think it's a really easy thing to do. And so as I read that phrase this week from Paul, who, who was urging these guys to continue in the grace of God, I just felt, yeah, that's for us as well. I need to hear that. We need to hear that, that in every circumstance, we continue in the grace of God. Now, actually, we don't veer off it. And, you know, there's I think there's two main ways that we get distracted from this path of knowing that we're just totally dependent on God's grace and that we live by grace. And the first way is this. Um, it's, it's what I call the I'm not good enough diversion that we are aware of our own weakness, we are aware of our own sin, we find different circumstances hit us in life, we don't know how to handle them, we feel like we're maybe not up to what God has called us to, we see other people going along well and we think, oh, they can do it, I can't, they've got gifts, I'm not sure I've got gifts, I don't know what God wants me to do, maybe I don't fit in the purposes of God, and all those things that come out of this awareness of our own weakness, but God would say to us, no, it's by grace. It's only by grace. It's nothing to do with you, your gifts, how well positioned you are, how well you're doing with God. Actually, fruitfulness and obedience to God and uh, going on faithfully walking with him is all down to his grace. So it doesn't matter how you're feeling about yourself. It doesn't matter how well you think you're doing. But actually, it's by the grace of God. And God would say to us, I want you to continue in the grace of God. However weak you feel, wherever you feel like you, you're at today, however much you might feel you failed. No, God says it's by grace. My grace is sufficient for you. For what does he say? My power is made perfect in weakness, actually. Isn't that amazing? And God wants to say to us today, I want you to, wherever you're at, I want you to continue in grace. I want you to receive my grace today again. If you're feeling weak, if you're feeling frail, if you're feeling like you don't know where to turn today, if you're feeling like circumstances are too great and overwhelming today, turn to the grace of God. Because his kindness and his goodness are enough. They're enough for us. They're enough to get us through life. They're enough to get us uh, to do the things that he calls us to do. They're enough. His grace is enough to make us fruitful. That's the first diversion. Our own weakness, I think, diverts us from, from grace. And the, the other thing, the other main diversion, and by the way, I just the reason I'm passionate about this is because I see, I see these in my own life the whole time. I feel like I'm being challenged on these, that I easily back off because I know my own weakness, but God says no, by my grace. And the other thing is that, you know, when things are going well, we don't lean into the into God's grace in the way that I believe we should. So this is our, our other distraction is that we're prone to independence. If things are going OK, we think, oh, yeah, I can do this. And actually, this is a much more subtle one, but it's one that the enemy would love um, us to go down this this diversion. 
because actually we think, oh, we're, we're doing okay. Um, I can do this. And we start to lean on our own strength. And actually, any time when we're not leaning into God, where we're not um, acknowledging our dependence on God in all things, where we're not coming to him in a subtle way, we're saying, God, actually, we can do this ourselves. We can do this in our own strength. We can we can follow you uh, without you. But actually, what we're what we're called to do by Paul here is to continue in the grace of God. Actually, we can do nothing. We can do nothing effective. We can do nothing of any worth. We can do nothing that's fruitful or that brings honor to God without doing it by his grace, without being dependent on him. So anytime where we're tempted to go off our, on our own, to not come to God every day and in every circumstance, then actually we're not depending on the grace of God. And that is another easy distraction where we get led off this path of continuing in grace. So my message to us this morning really is to say, we started in grace. We know that our salvation is by grace alone, that we bring nothing to the table. But actually, we need to continue in that way. We need to continue in that way every day, in every circumstance, leaning into God, knowing that we, we are nothing. We are, we are useless in that sense without the grace of God. But his grace is sufficient for us. And so he says to me, to, to me, he says to us, continue in the grace of God. You started in grace, continue in grace. And, you know, I'm convinced that what is going on in this moment and some of the shaking that we're feeling and the pruning, I believe that this is a key part, actually, of what God's doing is that he's pulling us back to this path of making it all about his grace. And making us back to the place where we are totally dependent on him. And it's a place of being close to Jesus. It's a place of intimacy with him. It's a place of knowing that in everything and in every day and in every conversation, every circumstance, we actually need to lean in and depend on his grace. You know, and sometimes I think we get confused uh, as we go on in the Christian life. And uh, I think we get confused that it's a bit like growing up as human beings. Um, in that, you know, as we grow up as kids, we we've got kids who are teenagers and they're beginning to grow up and they're beginning to be more independent. And as parents, we're getting to that stage where we're kind of thinking, oh, they don't need us so much as they used to. And actually, our role as parents is shifting to to preparing them for the big wide world, to preparing them to be independent. And I think sometimes we think that, you know, growing up as a Christian is similar to that. And it's nothing like that. It's the opposite, actually, that growing up as a Christian is actually realizing how dependent we are on God. It's not growing in independence. It's growing independence and growing in living in the good of the grace of God and his kindness and his generosity towards us and leaning into that. That never changes. And I believe that that's what God would have us learn in this time. You know, um, during the pandemic, I think it, Justin Welby has said that he believes that um, what's happening in the church is that God is making us bolder and humbler. And, and this is exactly what I'm talking about, because if we know that in our weakness, it's God, God's grace that enables us. And so it doesn't matter, uh, we, you know, how disqualified we feel that we are, then we can be bold because the things that he calls us to do are by his grace. It's not us. 
we're not going to do it. We can't witness to people effectively. We can't show the love of God effectively to our neighbours or to our work colleagues or whatever. It can only be by his grace. And so actually that enables us to be bolder. But also the other thing that that actually if nothing we can achieve, we can't achieve anything for God in our own strength and we've got to depend on him, then that also makes us a whole lot humbler because I'm not bringing anything to the table. I, I'm not going to um, advance the kingdom of God in myself. In myself, I can do nothing, but um, actually God chooses to use me. He chooses to use you. He chooses to include us in the amazing things that he's doing. But that but boy, are we humbled by the fact that we know that it's all down to the grace of God. So I, 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 that so resonates with me that God wants to make us bolder and humbler in this time. Just when, when I finish with this, um, let me read, um, you know this probably really well. Um, it gets quoted a lot, Matthew 8, 28, uh, sorry, Matthew 11, um, verse 28, in the message um, where the message version talks of Jesus talks about the unforced rhythm of grace. And this is what I believe we need to learn in this season. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And I, I, I just so believe that's what God's calling us to in these days. It's no accident. I don't think that God had us go through that book, um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, just as we were going into the pandemic last year, that actually he wants us to learn that it's not about us, that we don't have to work harder that our weakness actually is irrelevant to what God wants to do because it's all by his grace. And to learn this unforced rhythm of grace, to take the pressure off ourselves, but to lean into him in everything and in every circumstance and in every day and everything he calls us to do is only by grace. And, you know, I don't think it's any accident that the last verse of that chapter 13 in Acts says that the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Um, because I think if we live by grace, then that will be the result that is joyful. That actually, because it takes the pressure off, because it's all by his grace that, that we're called to live. And so that results in a, in a joyful life. I think that's what God would call us to. So can I pray for us this morning? And I particularly just want to pray for you if you're, if you're feeling weak this morning, if you're feeling like, look, it's just too, I can't do this. Um, I'm not up to this. I don't have the right gifts. I'm backing off. Um, I just don't know which way to turn right now. I, I want to pray that you would know God's grace this morning again, that that is the whole foundation of our salvation, the generosity and the kindness of God. So, Father, I just want to pray for every person listening um, right now, Lord, that your grace would come to each one afresh. Lord, that we might receive again your grace in our lives, Lord, your unmerited, undeserved favour and blessing. And Lord, we receive it again. Lord, I pray for each person, Lord, where, where people are feeling weak, where they're feeling like they're battered maybe this morning, where they're feeling like they haven't got the resources to go again or to continue. Lord, I pray, let your grace abound in our lives. Thank you that 
your power is made perfect in our weakness. And Lord, I pray that you would make that real to us this morning by your spirit. And Lord, if we're tempted to do it alone, Lord, where we're tempted, um, because things are going okay, to be independent. Oh God, bring us back. Lord, bring us back quickly. Maybe be quick to come back to the place of grace, to the place of dependence on you, to the place of knowing that we can't do anything except that we're filled and fueled by your spirit. And we receive again your spirit this morning, Lord. Lord, come and touch us. Come and provoke us. Come and bring us back. Lord, let your grace flow. And may we learn this rhythm of living by grace that brings joy and brings freedom and brings a lightness to us, Lord, because we know it's all down to you. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.